It's time to line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Get ready to place your bets. It is time to line them up. Welcome back. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Next hour, we'll look at the uh, underdogs in the NFC West. A lot to get to as the uh, show rolls along today. But, Joe, we got to talk some baseball here. And let, let, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait. I need to hear this right now. You yeah. teased. Now you got to deliver. So you have a trend on the White Sox you got to tell us about? What do you got? Uh, this is unbelievable, Joe G. Sometimes things just line up and line them up. And that's where we sit today with the White Sox and the Royals. White Sox going against the lefty. We know what you do. You always have to consider the White Sox. Now, they're a happy favorite today. They're minus 210, but okay, I'm taking a look going up against this Lynch character. Uh, it's a lefty on lefty game here with Keiko going for the White Sox. So, okay, that makes sense. You might want to consider the White Sox against the lefty. We always do. Uh, Keiko going up against Kansas City. Strong history, 118 at-bats. Uh, they're hitting only 212 against him with a 261 on base, 555 OPS. Okay. I'm thinking White Sox. That makes yeah. sense, even though they're the big favorite. But here's the trend that is wild. And I will preface this by saying many gamblers will tell you trends don't pay the rent. They're going to end at some point. But this one, I'm just saying, man, White Sox. Off a home loss at home. So they lost last night at home. We addressed that earlier on the show. They got their butts kicked by the Kansas City Royals. And they're at home again. Last 18 games. Joe G, what is the record? So this is the last 18 home games or last 18 games off a loss? Last 18 home games off a okay. home loss. Oh, uh, you would think they're a good team. They bounce back. But I'm starting to think by your, your phrasing that maybe they don't. Uh, let's say they're 9-9. Nine and nine. You misread the situation, my friend. They are 18 and 0. Oh, so it is the play. They are the play. They, <laughs> they are, are the play. They're 18 and 0 straight up. They're 15 and 3 on the run line. And their last 18 home games off that home loss. So they don't lose back to back to back at home. Basically, that's, that's the point. Yeah. 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 They're a great team. So you think they would have a good record? Sure. But 18 and 0 good going back to last year. That's that's I'll say this. I'm not going against them. So everything lines up then. They're facing lefty, the lefty. Keuchel history against Kansas yeah. City. At home, off a home loss last night. Like, yeah. All right. On. So I wrote down before you went into your, your trend, I, I had written down White Sox over five and a half runs scored today against uh, a young lefty and Daniel Lynch. But now you throw this all in there. I might have to just say do it all. Just all all the wagers. Money line. I mean, no, it's a big line to throw. But I, I'm, I like the White Sox today. Off if, of that. if you want to do the run line, it's minus 115. It's, yeah. So it's close to a pick em if you want to do the run line. Yeah, I might have to do that. All right, Joe. Um, there's a lot of angles we could go with today's slate. But I'm going to go somewhere that is just not a game that I think uh, a lot of fans will, will lock into. Our audience certainly will pay attention to it and, and may have a lot of reason to. Joe, we get a chance today to do something that is always fun, and that is fade a bad pitcher at Coors Field. Jake Arrieta makes his return for the Cubs at Coors Field. How about a soft landing spot for all Jake? Jake, take the ball at Coors Field. Do your best. The over it's uh, the over-under in this game is 12. 12 runs. These teams aren't any good. 12 runs. Um, there's a lot. I, I, I'll go Rockies first five. That, that's the first thought I had. Rockies first five 
against Arietta. Arietta strikeout numbers three and a half. I would go under on that. I just, I mean, this is a bad spot for Jake. Rockies go up 2-0 last night. I just turned it off. I'm like, oh, yeah, here's another loss from the Cubs. I don't know how they ended up winning that game, and they went 3-2. Arietta against, and you like Marquez, too, on the other side. He's been pitching yeah. well. So, yeah. yeah this, that, is, this is a fade Arietta day in, in yeah. every single way. Yeah, that's certainly, um, man, there are a lot of bad pitchers going today. Let's just keep that rolling because it does feel like a, a fade day. Uh, we weren't talking about that with the White Sox Royals, but you mentioned it with the Cubs and Rockies. Uh, speaking of fade, how, how about your Phillies? You're going against Joe Ross. Don't you have to fade Joe Ross? Your Phillies are minus 152 favorites. That's a bit of a hefty number after four consecutive victories, but I wouldn't be betting on Joe Ross. I'm not betting on Merrill Kelly going against San Francisco. A lot of bad uh, arms out there. Yeah, there are. Though Kelly's been a decent pitcher. I thought he'd get moved the deadline, and I thought Dimebacks should have done that. Um, as far as the Phillies, boy, uh, can can they handle prosperity? Four straight wins. They are one and a half back of the Mets, and they play the Mets starting tomorrow. Like the the Phillies really could enter that series tomorrow with some serious momentum. If they have five wins in a row, and let's say the Mets lose to the Marlins today or whatever, even if they don't, the Phillies will go into the series this weekend against the Mets. If they win today, no worse than one and a half games out of first place. Can the Phillies handle prosperity? They have not been able to. They've won five in a row, I believe, once this year. Okay. A couple times four. They've never gone past the five. Like we're we're teetering on the hottest the Phillies have been in, I don't know, years now. So I, I wonder that. But I mean, Joe, the Nationals, and I know you're you're feeling this with the Cubs. There are these teams after the deadline every year that trade everyone away, and you're watching mm -hmm. the games like, oh my goodness. I, I'll I'll say this right now: the Nationals will have one of the five worst records in baseball. From here out that's how bad they are they're terrible like that lineup other than soto and, and josh bell's a professional but other than those two it's like what what am i watching here these guys stink the bullpen's terrible the phillies are the lean but it's a big number 152 ross against your phils uh the phillies are hitting 338 against him a 417 on base, so bad history there. Wouldn't you like to go back in time a few weeks to the All-Star break when they reposted the win totals, and we talked about it that week on the show, and uh, I, I know the Cubs were in the 70s. Just yeah. hammer the under of the Cubs and the Nationals. Oh, yeah, if, if you could yeah. kind of foresee the trade deadline and see these yeah. going to be – I mean, they're basically quadruple-A teams. Like, just they're, they're, they're yeah. not big league teams right now with all the trades they made. So we get the uh, Phillies tonight or this afternoon, 405 start. Uh, a couple more that stood out to me. Uh, Tyler Anderson for the Mariners against the Yankees. Yankees do well against lefties. Yankees bats came alive a little bit last night, mm -hmm. late in that game against the Orioles. Uh, they're heavy favorites. The, the, I can't. It's tough to look at the Yankees as minus two hundred five tonight and feel good about it. But yeah, I I do like the Yankees offense offense against lefties. You trust Cortez? No, nah, not really. I, he I shouldn't runs. be a two hundred favorite. No, is, is my no. point. Yeah. Uh, here is a favorite that has bad history against the opponent. Uh, the Boston Red Sox at Detroit. Boston minus 132 on FanDuel Sportsbook. Martin Perez against Detroit. A 65 at-bat sample. 900 OPS against Perez. 900. Uh, 416 on base. 14 strikeouts, 11 walks. Wouldn't surprise me if the Tigers pull off the upset. Upset. You're not getting a great number here. It's plus one twelve. So they, that, I mean, that's baked into the line. That that is why the Red Sox are short favorites here because uh, he has not done well against the uh, Tigers. Yeah, and I mean the Red Sox. I know they got through last night. They won Martinez homered, and they have a cushion there in that wild card. 
their, their pitching is a worry. They, they really need Chris Sale to come back and be a good pitcher because that pitching just isn't good enough right now. Joe, speaking of pitching, my favorite over-under of the night is over nine in the Blue Jays-Indians game today. It is uh, Tristan McKenzie, young pitcher, has really kind of found it hard to find his footing. He's got good stuff. He just hasn't found his footing yet. Ross Stripling on the other side. But really the play is because of the Blue Jays and their offense. We just had our, our last guest on. Some of the Blue Jays' offense, how those top four hit a million home runs. I, I believe them and the Giants are kind of jockeying for the most home runs in baseball. They're like in the 160s right now. Uh, each of those teams, they're, they're the best home run hitting teams in baseball. But, Joe, I, I heard a stat yesterday on the Blue Jays' offense. It blew me away. The Blue Jays, if you weigh the plate appearances by player, right, and you, you pick the ages, mm-hmm. the Blue Jays are the youngest offense in baseball. When you weigh the amount of at-bats their young hitters get. They are the number one offense in baseball. Do you know the last time a major league team was the number one offense and the youngest offense at the same time? It was the 1990 Blue Jays. We know what that team became in 92 and 93. I mean, this team's ceiling. And you and I, we've been talking about the Blue Jays for a couple weeks now. They've got a ceiling this year. They all. I'm already thinking about their World Series future for next year. Like, they're legit. They're coming. All they do is hit. Feels like they put up six or seven or eight runs a night sometimes in a week. I I like the over in this game because the Blue Jays hit everybody. So my angle on this game was a K-prop with McKenzie. You've mentioned him. Jays don't strike out, and the number's five and a half. Why is the number five and a half? McKenzie's been up and down with the strikeouts. Last time out, he only had two against the White Sox. He did have six on, uh, what was that, last Sunday against Tampa Bay. We know the race strike out a ton. He just barely got over that number of five and a half. Uh, I'll double-check to see if that's still the case. Houston doesn't strike out. Um, he uh, pitched against them July 20th, three strikeouts. So he can rack up some strikeouts, but it's usually against teams that strike out a ton. When he go against the teams like the Jays, who don't strike out, not so much. Under five and a half seems like a pretty strong play here. Yeah, and that's a hitter's park. So I'm with you on that. And um, if you're looking for home runs today, I, I would think – I mentioned that the Giants and the Blue Jays, two best home run hitting teams in baseball. I feel like we got to keep our eyes on those teams. And the part about the Giants that's fascinating is – and they're taking, you mentioned Merrill Kelly is the opponent today. You know the Giants could lead baseball in home runs without a single player hitting 30? That's got to be the rarest thing. I mean, how often could that happen? Jeez. Like everyone on that team has got like 12 or 15 or 18 home runs. Yeah. Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly, it's your guy. I like him. I, I go, uh, he's bad against the Giants, too. Uh, something to, to keep in mind. Let me. Chris uh, Bryant's got great numbers off him. I was looking for a lefty in ooh. the Giants lineup, and we had Wade a couple days ago and had, had a bad back. I had Yastrzemski yesterday. He had hamstring tightness, didn't play yet last night. But Chris Bryant, big numbers off of off of Merrill Kelly. Hey, I, I did want to circle back to your team. I mentioned Ross struggling against the Phillies. Nola's really good against the Nationals, and he's playing a triple-A team. So, heavy Nola's, favorite, but it might be worth it. Nola strikeout prop, perhaps? No, I, I'm saying back in Philly. Another win for the Phillies? Five? We're going to get to five? Come Break on. Break up the Phillies? <laughs> I right. mean, it is a terrible team. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, p- people are in Philadelphia like, well, let's just – the Phillies' homestand coming up is Mets, Dodgers, Reds. By the end of next weekend, we'll have a better sense if the Phillies, you know, really are turning a corner here. The Braves, though, the Braves won again last night. And they that's are. The play. I still think that's the play in the end, okay. at least. The Makes Braves sense. pulling you back in here. All right, we got a lot to get to in the final hour of our show today, including on the other side, 
We got to look at the NFC West, the long shots, the, the opposite of the favorites here. Yesterday we dove into, I mean, the Rams and the Niners, but there's good teams at the bottom of the NFC West. I'm sorry, Joe G. I'm just in shock. I looked it up in the FanDuel Sportsbook, and the Braves are now the third favorite in the NL East. The people are jumping on the Phillies? Yes. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. That means they lose today. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network.